Hello, this is Mark Viquez, regional correspondent for the website Stadium Journey, the leader in sports stadium reviews from around the world. I'm also the host of the Ballpark Hunter podcast. And with me today is my special guest, Monica Blake, the general manager of the Minot Hot Tots of the North Woods League. The Hot Tots just released their name and logo. They're fresh off the presses. So it is a pleasure to have you on this show very quickly. Monica, how are you? I am doing great. And what an introduction. I'm very excited <laughs> to be here. And yes, we are very excited to announce the new team name. And and I've gotten a lot of a lot of reaction from it. So yeah, we're excited. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I was paid attention to the name the team contest. Usually things like that I'm on top of, you know, uh, Ed Rivera, who's a uh, host, the Dad Hat Chronicles. You know, we were doing uh, a review show last uh, off season on these things. And then all of a sudden, one day I see this awesome logo and I'm like, oh, what is that? And it's the Minot Hot Tot. So there you go. Uh, how how we've been here for about a week or two. Uh, how's the early uh, demand on hats, the attention from across the country and as well as locally? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are up here in Minot, North Dakota, which mm -hmm. most people listening to this probably have never been to North Dakota, nor have they been to Minot, North Dakota. One time. I was there one time. <laughs> where, where, where are you? See, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. So um, so with that, yeah, it's definitely um, caught the, the local people are kind of like a little bit, they love it, but it's kind of like what is going on because yeah. they're so used to, you know, a, a team being called a bird or, you know, we have a sister team in down in Bismarck that is the Bismarck Larks, which which is the state bird. So um, they're a little bit more used to that, but I think, um, I think you give it a few more weeks and I think uh, pretty much in town, everybody in town is going to be on board with it because uh, they're kind of seeing the the national reaction, which is maybe a little bit more used to the things like this um, with the different kind of funky sports team names going on, especially in minor league and summer collegiate baseball. Um, and uh, the national scene, I mean, if you get on Twitter, uh, people love the Minot Hot Tots. They're really yeah. excited about it. Um, and yeah, it, we've actually just um, counted. We have 25 different states have purchased merchandise already um, within, we just announced last Thursday. So um, just really over the weekend uh, that we were able to do that. So uh, we're pretty excited, especially about that national reaction. Um, and uh, and people in Minot like it too. Uh, again, they're just a little bit more uh, reserved on some of that stuff sometimes. So you're saying you're getting more questions locally about the name rather than nationally yeah i would wow. say so. okay yeah it's just a little interesting i think they get it i think they totally understand like if you talk to anybody up here tater tot hot dish mm -hmm. they get that part that is like not part of their question line it's more what does tater tots and tater tot hot dish have to do with baseball which mm -hmm. is just a funny really funny for me and you as people that are kind of in the sphere it's kind of a funny question i always say what does a cardinal have to do with you know baseball other yeah. than the fact that it's a really well-known baseball brand with the st louis cardinals so it's it's interesting but again overall i'd say people people are on board and they really like it so well yeah no that's great to hear because i think when i first saw the logo i was like damn they they knocked that out of the park that's that's a great looking logo because sometimes people make these caricatures of food and they come out a little corny uh, that's not the case here this is a fierce looking tater tot and uh, I'm a I'm a little envious because uh, I'm a I'm a big proponent for the Terre Haute Rex of the Prospect League to change their name to the Terre Haute Tots, which was yes. a his, which was a historic name for baseball there. 
And I actually drew a logo that was very similar to yours. And I posted oh it. Gosh. I posted on, on Facebook and I'm like, dang, they I mean, obviously you guys did it better. <laughs> uh, mine would have been cheaper if you came to right. me, but yeah, exactly. But, but you're you're a little more professional. And I'm I'll like Sorry, I'll give him a little bit of a plug. His name is John Worthen. Uh, okay. he, he owns his own design company. Uh, he We've worked with him on a ton of different logos and he has done a ton of teams in the Northwoods League. So he does an awesome job and he's like this, like the chillest guy, like this, like, hey, dude, like, yeah. yeah, logo yeah. Now, so where is he based out of? He's actually based in Arizona. Okay. So, yeah, he's, so. so this wasn't done from Simon Studios or one of the big boys. It was... No, yeah. Wow. So give him a little plug. Yeah, it's wow. John Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't so. see that in the press releases who designed it. And even on yeah. Chris Creamer's website, he usually has all that good stuff up there. But yeah, that that's a good looking logo. I was like, yeah. okay, I, I yeah. like it. And that's a great job. So. And of course, you know, I'm I'm like, okay, let me see what kind of hats they have and <laughs> let me wait until other styles come out. Right. Yeah, that's I'm, the big thing right now is we we uh so from the time that the final name was actually decided on our end of things um to the event where we announced it we had about two and a half weeks so anybody that uh knows kind of i I guess three and a half weeks from the logo being started but knows logo design and merchandise ordering and things like that we got what we could but there's a lot more coming so yeah yeah are we uh do we have a time time stamp on uniforms anything creative traditional yeah. Um, so our uniforms, we're kind of in the design process on things like that. We'll do pretty traditional um, to start with, but we're really excited about some of our different kind of theme nights and alternative jerseys and things like that and different things we can do. So I'm thinking like a Napoleon Dynamite theme night is kind of a necessity at this point. <laughs> so um, so yeah, but we're, we're really excited about some of that. Um, probably won't be released for a little while here, but uh, more merchandise, some more hat designs and different mm-hmm. things like that will be coming probably before the new year, if not before, uh, even before that. So, yeah, no, no, definitely. It's uh, like I said, this definitely made a big splash. And, you know, sometimes I see ball clubs roll out something safe, but it doesn't seem to be the case anymore. How close was this? Uh, how much of a winner was this name? Was it a close race in the final? It was very close. Okay. Very close actually. And uh, yeah, I mean, our, I think our ownership groups group knows um, North Dakota is pretty safe on a lot of stuff. Um, and like our team names just kind of show that. I mean, um, so we knew that they're, you know, up here, um, while we knew that the branding on this name would be, you know, endless, the different things that we could do. Um, I would say, again, it was a very close race in the voting. And so if it wouldn't have been in the top two, I think we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have done it because we really needed a buy-in from the community on, okay, like I kind of get this, I can get behind this. And we did get that, but uh, the, the runner up name uh, was very close on number of votes. It was the, uh, the Minot Dak Rats. Which, oh, okay. is, yes, I, which is I, a little different, um, but that is what the Air Force Base up here calls yeah. uh, gophers and prairie dogs and stuff. So, um, yeah, very different name, but those were those are the top two. So, yeah. And then I think that probably would have been a nice logo and a great name as well. Dak Rats. And and I saw the My Not Why Not was another <laughs> name, yeah. which uh, is, yeah. is that the slogan up there? I did some research on that and 
that's a term that goes back at least a hundred years, if not longer. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, a lot of people say, why not, my not? Why and then not, they say, not? because it's so cold, <laughs> that is why not. But um, most people, I mean, that is definitely the saying here. If you talk to anyone in Minot or even North Dakota, um, if you say I'm moving to Minot and people say, why? And you say, why not? <laughs> and okay. uh, so that, that's really a big thing. And then also the cool thing about that one and why we definitely wanted to throw it into the top five, um, like you said, you did some research, but uh, one of the first teams yeah. that really ever play in Minot was called the Minot Why Nots and they only played yeah. for a year. So kind of like you talked about the other team that's called the Tots. Yeah, that, Terre Haute that Tots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, no, that's great. I just, I just love what you know. New clubs say, "Hey, let's honor a little bit of the history." Mm-hmm. And you know, who knows? Maybe you guys come out with some throwback jerseys in a few years, and yeah, absolutely. you know, you, you see what you can do there. So, uh, so right now you're gearing up for the first season. What are some of the uh, duties you have as GM? You know, what's what's your day like? Yeah, absolutely. So right now, um, a lot of the lead up to the event was just kind of getting prepared for that, making sure people knew about it and things like that. Um, in uh, in our organization, uh, our general manager um, kind of handles uh, all the sponsorship side of things. Um, and so right now we're just meeting with as bit many businesses as possible, telling them about kind of our vision and our name and what we plan to bring to the city of Minot um, and kind of things like that. So that's been really exciting, just getting out in the community. Um, Um, I'm not originally from here. um, So just meeting with people and things like that. Um, We are in the process uh, of hiring our coach as well. Um, So at this level, our coach does a lot of the things to put together the team um, with the players and recruiting and things like that. So um, just getting somebody in here that um, knows the Northwoods League and has some really um, big time uh, recruiting schools that he has relationships with and things like that. Uh, that's kind of on the docket for me. So we're, we're in the stages of doing some interviews and things like that right now for that as well. Yeah. So yeah, definitely a very exciting time. And, and I assume, uh, I mean, I assume you're wearing different hats throughout the day. You're probably, you know, talking to civic leaders or talking to businesses. Uh, how's your staff looking right now? Is it, uh, so where you yeah. want it to be? Yeah, absolutely. We actually have, um, we're, we're pretty lucky. We got on the train pretty early, um, with staffing and things like that. So, um, we actually have five full-time people, um, including myself out here already, um, maximum we'd be at seven before the season starts. So we're really looking for one, maybe two more. Um, but yeah, we're pretty much, uh, we're pretty much all here. We had somebody move up here from Waco, Texas, Mm. Uh, somebody moved from, he's originally from Ohio, but he was living in Jupiter, Florida and moved up here. So definitely a, definitely a far trek for those two. Yeah. Huge change of pace. And then you're originally from uh, outside Omaha and Papillion, correct? Yep, exactly. I'm from outside of Omaha. I've lived in Bismarck, North Dakota for about four years now, but yes. So you're, you're used to the Dakotas. It's your home for now. And yeah, you know what? Well, what, what now and yeah. At least a while longer. <laughs> so, coming from Nebraska, are, are you a fan of the Runza? Of course. Of course. Are you okay. from Nebraska? No, I'm not. I just uh, I, I have a YouTube video of me eating a Runza. Oh, I love it. Yeah, the yeah. Runzas are very good. This the Runza chain in general is good though. Like okay. even the other stuff, not just the Runzas are good. Yeah. What did you think? Did you like it? No, no, I enjoyed it. I uh, actually I try to do a copycat at home. I wrote an article about it for Stadium Journey. Uh, a group uh, group of people from Stadium Journey met up in Des Moines, and we decided to drive out to Omaha during the uh, World Series in yep. 2019. We checked out uh, the Storm Chasers game, and nice. I'm like, oh, there's a place called Runza. We have to go there. And uh, 
I, I, I took him to the, the pap, the papillion location and there you go. Well, cause I, I, you were over in papillion anyway for the storm yeah. shoot. So there yeah, you go. No, I loved it. Uh, you know, we went to Hy-Vee, bought some cans of, uh, cans of corn gotten for free. We, we loved it. I like that ballpark a lot. I was just doing our, uh, triple a ballpark ratings and it's a little bit lower just because of the location but it's it's right. one of it's one of my not my favorites it's one of those sneaky ballparks it's like you yeah. know this is a lot better than what people yeah give it to absolutely. it's uh, no i definitely agree with that my parents actually live right by the storm chasers yeah. um so so i get to go to a couple games when i'm back home and things like that but uh but yeah that's so cool you went to runza and in high v you're like yeah. you're making me hungry here thinking oh. about all my, my favorites down in omaha I we know. don't have up here <laughs> yeah see i'm from new jersey so i miss pork roll i miss a good slice of new york style pizza you know, the, those are the things disco fries those are the things i miss from back home <laughs> I, I could get them out here so Right. Uh, yeah, runs I had a make. It didn't come out as well as I thought. Right. Never but, does. No. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it never does. But yeah, I, I remember contacted headquarters. People were very friendly with me. So so I Well, I have a question that. for you while we're on the food topic. Oh, have you ever it. had tater tot hot dish? I probably have had some kind of concoction of that. Yes. Some, some, and that, and that yeah. is really what it is. It's a concoction. So yeah, it's a, yeah it's a, I mean, that is so popular up here. I had never had tater tot hot dish until I moved to North Dakota. Okay. Um, but up here, we tell people the name and they're like, oh, I just had tater tot hot dish last night. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. Like, like what's the most popular way they make it up there? What are the cheese, some kind of protein? Yeah, so it's kind of interesting because most hot dishes in um, Minnesota, from what I understand, don't have cheese on them. But okay. here, it's really popular to be, it's like a ground beef. Um, sometimes it'll have like some type of hash brown mixed in with that part as well. And then cheese, um, I think they always do like a cream of mushroom soup. And then on the top, it's mm. like these perfectly lined tater tot rose that looks so pretty so that that's pretty typical but yeah i mean you can all you can find any sort of thing in there sometimes there's green beans you always mm -hmm. gotta get some onions oh, yeah. all the different things so and, yes and, and this is something people make you don't go to a restaurant to get this correct most of the time most people make time. this is most of the time people are they remember like their grandmas or their mom or their aunt. Okay. They always say, oh, so-and-so makes the best tater tot hot yes. dish. Because, like you said, everyone makes it differently. Yes. So um, it's pretty interesting. But uh, we will be serving it at the ballpark. And we actually okay. uh, serve it down at the ballpark in Bismarck, North Dakota, too, which is the first time I had ever had it. So, yeah. Um, yeah but you can get pretty crazy with it or it can be pretty like a typical hot dish, too. So. Yeah. yeah I, I know I went to Green Bay a few years ago and uh, when they were still called the Booyah. And oh, yeah. uh, they had that chicken booyah stew, which is something everybody makes differently. And you bring it, you know, they have it at church gatherings. And so I didn't know what booyah was. But, yeah, when I heard hot yeah. dish, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. I, I tell you, North Dakota, I remember 2020 during the pandemic, I think the Larks were the only team. <laughs> one of the few teams playing in the country. I thought about hopping the car, filling my tank up with like a dollar forty four gas and just <laughs> Or renting a car for like $10 a day and right. just drive it out there and coming back. Because, you know, I told my wife, I said, you know, I haven't been to North Dakota since I was a kid in 1995. And it, it, it's been too long. I need to go back yeah. and visit. So not that there's a couple ball clubs out there. That may be a good reason. Yeah. Hey, you can hit us both in, in, a, in a pretty quick time here now yeah. down in uh, Minot and Bismarck. But yeah, I mean, Bismarck, just uh, the the I was actually I was there for the summer of 2020 and 
it was just crazy. We were, it was June 15th in 2020. We had fans in the stands and we're playing baseball. It was pretty crazy. We were uh, the first uh, organized sporting yeah. event to play with fans in the stands. So um, it was crazy. We actually had three teams. We couldn't travel because the Northwoods League, all the other teams are so far away mm -hmm. and across state lines. And so uh, we created three teams. We played kind of round robin, uh, 72 games in about 80 days all home games. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Cause, uh, cause and I remember telling my wife, she's like, no, you, you know, what, what's the point of driving out to North Dakota? Nothing's going to be open, but you know, thinking about it. Uh, yeah. You know, so I decided to go to Traverse city, mm. the pit spitters who were doing the same thing about a six hour drive for me. Very yeah. beautiful part of the country. It's, Oh yeah. I feel like I'm out on the outskirts of Seattle, you know, yeah. out there. It, and in terms of, um, just nice. a, uh, tourist destination i think you made the right decision okay yeah <laughs> based on traverse city versus bismarck but um but yeah i mean i'm i'm a little biased on our side of things too no but traverse city is beautiful plus the pit spitters i mean they have probably the best logo maybe the hot tots might rival that a mm -hmm. little bit but oh yeah it's, a, yeah it's genius, so yeah it's it's another logo that you look at like oh man that's such a cool logo i love it and i, I think that's what makes a lot of us uh baseball folks happy is that we see these awesome logos. We want to buy a cap. We just want to make sure we have enough money in our bank account to pay bills because, you know, it can get a little crazy. I mean, there's there's guys I know, they buy maybe two to four hats a month, $30 a pop. Yeah, yeah. It, could, it could get up there. It's, it could be an addiction. Like a car if you payment, don't control right? it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> car payment, credit card payment. Right. Uh, so the ballpark itself, any... Any changes, anything different we're going to see there this year with the new club? Yeah, so um, there are a couple of changes that we want to make right away. So Corbett Field is pretty old. Mm -hmm. um, it's an old style. I believe it's about, it's over 80 years old. If, I, if I'm correct, I think it was like 1935 when it was built. Um, and so uh, with that, yes. it's one of those ballparks. It has... Um, how do I describe this? Like when you walk up, it's this big, huge looking tall building with a box office that you walk right up to it. And then it actually has not a lot of people. So they don't enter this way anymore, hmm. but it has the old school entries where you would go up the ramp through and then you'd come out in the middle of the grandstand seating and look out to the ball field. Um, so again, it has this really cool, I know you're probably trying to picture that in your mind, but no, yeah, I'm look, I'm going to look up it at, uh, on uh google earth see what that okay. looks like okay, yeah for sure and they oh yeah even, yeah there it is yeah they don't even use those entrances anymore and yeah. now that you're on google earth is perfect because then the other kind of key part of um the historic part of corbett field is the outfield wall used to be zigzag so if you look you can see the the green brick wall around that entire outside is the zigzag wall yes, yes. i see it it's pretty unique. And so there are some of these like old charming parts of Corbett Field um, that are really, really cool and unique. And we want to keep all of those. The mm -hmm. ones that are, you know, these things that you just don't see every day. Uh, we want to keep some of that. Um, the playing surface uh, is amazing. Um, recently in the last couple of years, they've switched over to turf. 
So it's absolutely beautiful. But um, there are, with that being said, with it being an older facility, a couple of renovations that we want to do. Um, you know, you you have seen many, I think you did a write up on the Kalamazoo Growlers um, and they have all of their different um, seating, uh, four top tables and group style yes. seating and all those different things. So there's a little of that to be done in year one right away. Um, we're actually probably going to build something very similar to what they have out onto the field a little bit. The seats are a little far away. So um, some of that stuff we want to do right away. But the exciting thing is um, they really haven't had my Park District hasn't really had a reason um, necessarily to do any updates recently, and they're super excited to have us here. So they actually started a master planning process already um, of a basically total remodel of Corbett Field. So again, if you if you come up to Minot, maybe wait a maybe wait a couple of years so you can see the brand new product. Oh yeah, yeah. We want that. we want to keep uh, that old school charm, but uh, get some new updated. Uh, stuff in there too. So. Yeah, see, see I, I love the old ballparks. You know, I'm looking at Corbett right now. It's a very straight grandstand. Yeah. And you're right. It's got those two uh, old entrances that are, I guess, sealed up now. The box is the box office still open? Yep. Yep. The box office is still open. You know what's crazy is those entrances are still open. They just don't open that door to get up them during games. So I've yeah. been up and was able to kind of check it out and stuff. But even with the renovations we've talked about, can we make that some type of cool thing where people can walk up there and maybe that's not the way they enter, but then they can kind of see what it was like in that old school field just because yeah. you don't want to get rid of that completely. Um, but you just want to make it a little more comfier and a little, uh, a few different group options. Yeah, and that's the thing about these old ballparks. Sometimes they're they're just knocked down. It's like, okay, bye, let's replace it with something else. So if you can, you know, hold on to something from the 1930s, it's uh and still play baseball and still provide fans excitement there because uh, you know, I assume if I go to a game in a few years, even this year, I'm gonna see on field promotions, I'm gonna see right. some tasty food. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody wants to be like the Savannah bananas, but I'm sure you guys are just like, hey, we just want to you know, bring fans to the stadium, sell some beer, sell some soda and have a great time. And, and those are that can be easily done at any type of ballpark. You know, I've been to 500 seat ballparks right. where I've seen beer gardens or, you know, somebody, you know, had a small little grill selling hot dogs and burgers for a couple bucks. You know, right. that's that that's what gets me excited. Just having fans at the stadium on a nice night enjoying baseball. So. Absolutely. Uh, Nothing better than that. Definitely looking forward to uh, to hearing more about you guys. Uh, if I do come to mind now or if anybody shows up, uh, what are some things to do when there's no baseball game going on? Maybe you want to spend a few days there and check things out. What do you recommend? Absolutely. Well, I would recommend um, booking your game that you come out to a hot tots game around the North Dakota state fair, okay. um, because that is located in Minot. It's a, uh, a big deal up here. So um, it lasts about a week and a half. We have some big name artists that actually come in. Um, we had Sam Hunt, uh, Kid Rock, a lot of different artists, some uh, some countries, some of those kind of rock artists as well, though. So um, that's what I would suggest, because you're going to really get the best of both worlds, a really cool baseball game and event. Um, but then, I mean, nothing beats a state fair. Um, so uh, that's that's what I would suggest as the number one thing to do. But other than that, um, there is um, quite a bit of like fishing and different things like that to do. Um, there's a lake uh, halfway between Bismarck and Minot that a ton of people go out on the lake uh, during the summer and have lake houses and things like that. 
Um, and so a lot of just kind of, you know, people in North Dakota during the summer like to be outside. So yeah. anything that we can do to be outside, even if it's, you know, going to our local parks and we actually have a pretty good zoo as well. Um, so those things, people, people love to do that stuff. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, when you're a ballpark traveler, you know, you don't, yeah, you go to certain tourist destination or popular spots, but every now and then you find yourself in a place like Minot or, you, or North Dakota or South Dakota or, you know, someplace in, uh, you know, Traverse City, which, you know, is a popular spot, but it's just, you know, a little bit out there to get a uh, little bit out there for some of us. So, yeah, yeah that, that's the enjoyment. And then you go to these towns and you're like, wow, that was a great place. That was a great place to visit. Maybe I'll come back or, you know, maybe I have some stories to tell people or, yeah, you know, absolutely. maybe I had it. Yeah. So, that's always fun to see. And I'm looking forward. I wish you guys the best of success this year. And, you know, this could be the start of a great brand that, you know, will have hats sold in 50 states plus numerous countries that that'll probably definitely occur. Well, we're excited about it. And we appreciate you kind of giving us a little bit of your attention as well. And yeah. we hope to see you at a game too, uh, whether it's uh, soon or whether it's when that ballpark's all renovated, we, uh, we uh, would like to see you both times. So <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if uh, yeah, if things don't work out this year, there, there you go. Twenty twenty five when, when all the renovations are done. And there like you, you said, if you you <laughs> compare this up with a, a trip down to uh, Bismarck, which is what uh, two three hours. Uh, it's actually just an hour and a half. Oh. So not better. far at all. You definitely should hit both if you're going to. And yeah. honestly, oh. if you are able to get tickets to a Bismarck Larks uh, Minot Hot Tots game, that's those are going to be uh, pretty fun. The, the Minot Bismarck rivalries are are uh, pretty strong in all kind of levels of sport. Okay. Everything, okay. So, so that they'll bring a bus of people up there and have a oh, a, yeah. a rooting a rooters section. I there believe it. I I think so. So all right, great. So all right, well, Monica, thanks for coming on. If you want to let people know where we can find you. Yeah, absolutely. You got the floor. Minot Hot Tots Baseball. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. It's hottotsbaseball.com. <laughs> so hottotsbaseball.com. They can find anything if it's from tickets to merch to anything else. It's all on there. Hottotsbaseball.com. All right. Thank you, Monica. Yes. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Take care. You too. All right. That was Monica Blake for the Minot Hot Tots. I think that was a little bit of a short interview. I, I think she, ugh, sometimes I could talk to people for about a good hour, but it was like, oh yeah, let's wrap this up. And I just went with the ending. So uh, I hope she doesn't think I cut that off too short, but she's a busy person. She's a GM of a new baseball team. So she's got stuff to do, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the jerseys, some shirts, a little more merchandise. That is a cool logo. And I am like a lot of you guys that listen to this podcast. I want to go out there and I want to buy all these hats, all these shirts. I just want to be decorated in minor league baseball hats and whatnot. But then I realize how much I'm spending and, you know, I do have two dogs to take care of. I got a car payment. I have cell phone bills, internet bills, electricity. I have a wife who likes to spend money as well out of my bank account. So I have to be a little bit wise with my decision. But yeah, that Hot Tot logo is friggin' awesome. I, I really enjoy that. And, you know, when I say that's a, a home run, it's a winner, it's a winner. It's it's amazing. So, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed being able to talk to Monica because, you know, like I said, that team just began at the time of this broadcast. Uh little over a week ago. 
you know, not even two weeks old. And here we are talking about uh, the Minot Hot Tots. I do have to make a confession. I I think up until the uh, release of the logo, I was calling it Minot, North Dakota. Minot. It's not. It's Minot. I know they had a team in the pie. What well, they had a team in 1995 when I was in the area. They were called the Dakota Rattlers, and uh, I think they're in the Pioneer League, the Prairie League. It, it was, it was, a, I think it was the Pioneer League. I think Lee Mazzilli was the commissioner, and they were called the Dakota Rattlers. And they must have played at Corbett. So, uh, yeah, no, it's fun times. And you know, another reason why I wanted her on here, another reason why I like that logo, is because earlier this summer. I created a logo for what I think the Terre Haute Rex of the Prospect League should rename themselves. They should become the Terre Haute Tots. And it was a picture, it was a drawing, a very crude drawing. Here it is up on the screen of a tot holding a baseball bat and running. A little bit similar to what uh, I think she said Jonathan created for the baseball club in, in Minot. And as soon as I saw the Minot logo, I was like, damn. Damn, I had I had something this whole time. And I, I didn't release it. I didn't post it on Twitter like I did with some other, uh, uh, you know, logos. And uh, they beat me to it. Well, they didn't beat me to it. I beat them to it. They just released this before me. But, yeah, Terre Haute Tots, which uh, is a short term for Hottentot, which came from the word Hotentot or Hotentot or Hotentot which was described somebody from Terre Haute back in like 1860, 1870. Hotentot, Hotentot, I don't know how to say that. But they started calling the baseball team the Hottentots. And then they became the Tots. And then in 1911, somebody's like, no, we're not going to be called the Tots anymore. We're going to be called the Miners. And then they became the Stags and the Browns and uh, the Terriers and the, the, the Wheelerites. Never heard that one. And then uh, they became other names like the Huts and the Phillies and the Tigers. So, but everybody always called them the Tots, the Terre Haute Tots. That even sounds pretty cool to say, Terre Haute Tots. So the Prospect League folks, if you listen to me, you know, let's let's come up with the Terre Haute Tots. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can't now. Maybe there's a infraction, copyright infringement. So you have to hire a lawyer, and they have to look at paperwork and. The folks up in my not might say, why not? And send you a cease and desist letter. So, yeah, just my suggestion. So, hey, guys, thanks for listening to the show. I appreciate it. Uh, Monica, uh, great to have you on. I mean, like I said, a little over a week and a half. And she comes on this show to talk to me and give me a little information about things. And we had a little food talk about Runza's. I mean, can't complain about a runza, a very hearty meal at a Nebraska Huskers football game. All right. So, folks, uh, if you're not listening to me, you should be listening to these folks. Uh, one of them is Paul Caputo. He has the Baseball by Design podcast, and uh, you can listen to his latest uh, entry. It's uh, all about the Columbia Fireflies. He talks about the uh, nickname with uh, team broadcaster. John, I don't know how to say his last name, Kosesis, Kosis, Tiffany Chen, and Rick Daniel uh, from the design firm. Uh, is it Simon Studio? Sky Design. Uh, Sky Design are his other guest, and he does a lot of, uh, he has a lot of people on him on his show. 
He talks uh, not to just one person, but he'll talk to the team. He'll talk to the person who designed it, and then he'll talk to somebody else. And uh, yeah, it's it's a fun time. I just talk to one person. I, I don't know. I'm I'm lazy. I am lazy. You know, I, I just want to talk to one person, call it a day, and and that's it. So uh, listen to uh, Mr. Paul Caputo because uh, he's, he's he does a lot there. He does a little better job getting the guests all at once. And if you're not listening to him, you or when you're done, you can listen to Ed Rivera of the Dad Hat Chronicles. He's got Josh Duckworth of uh god once again i don't know how to say this name so sc which is a soccer team in southwest georgia uh i don't know what that's about but i'm going to listen to that after this show that sounds like a lot of fun uh check it out he doesn't he talk he talks to everybody now he talks to people who make hats who make wallets he talks to baseball clubs and uh he does a good job there and of course you also should be listening to Anna, she does the bucket list, and uh, Anna has uh, a lot of great people on there. Hold on. I, I pulled up Anna's bucket head list. I came up with the bucket list, which I think is uh, Dutch. So please don't. That has nothing to do with baseball. <laughs> the baseball bucket list. Anna DiTomaso. She's going to talk to Scott Evans, the inspiration behind the Sandlot. He's a Dodger fan who recently relocated to Boise, Idaho, a city I have never been to. And uh, he's going to talk about uh, the Sandlot, Radio Flyer, both of which his brother, David Mickey Evans, wrote and directed. So she's talking to some some Hollywood directors here or brothers of Hollywood directors. So, yeah, she's she's doing a good thing. She's doing some great stuff there. So those are three other podcasts you can listen to. And you can listen to mine, and you may find your favorite, and I don't care. Just listen to who you like. Uh, and there's other people up there. I'll give you guys a shout-out next time. I uh, just decided to do something a little bit different now. So, hey, guys, thanks for listening. Appreciate you contacting me at uh, Ballpark Hunter on YouTube, Ballpark Hunter on Twitter, and, of course, uh, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and you can follow me on Facebook. That's Mark Viquez. I don't have a Ballpark Hunter Facebook page, which I don't know why I don't have one. Hmm. So until next time, guys, stay safe, be careful, and we'll see you at the ballpark. Adios.